Dial Nits, a podcast about the Dutch band Nits. A celebration of five decades of sophisticated music from the Netherlands. Your host, Eric Facon. One boy has a guitar. He's traded it in for the trumpet his parents gave him for his birthday. Another boy likes drumming better than almost anything else in the world. Then a third boy enters the scene. He also likes to play guitar and sing. Together, they form a band. After a couple of changes, Midas, or Midas, becomes the Nitz. A conversation with Henk Hofstede, Michael Peters, and Rob Klute. Uh, Michiel and myself uh, met at primary school. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we started a band. In fact, at a, at a room under the roof at your parents' uh, place. Oh, yes, yes. At the attic. Yeah, yeah. And so we had a friend of ours, I think, Michel, he was called. And Michiel played guitar and I played self-built drums. Because I couldn't buy a drum set, so I used these huge tins where they kept... Um, Pickles. Pickles, exactly. <laughs> There's even a photograph of that one. There's a photograph of that Near one. Near Chimney, I can remember yeah, something. exactly, yeah. The Acclaim, the band was called. The Acclaim, yes. <laughs> that was on the bass drum, yeah. the Acclaim. Yeah, I exactly, remember that yeah. picture. And we played Beatles songs and Kings songs. Yeah, probably. Trogs. And Trogs, yes. Yeah, yeah. yes oh yes. my God, the Trogs. Yeah. And uh, some by the Who, uh, I Don't Mind. Yeah, yeah. Which True. is actually a James yeah. Brown song. Okay, yeah. How old were you then? 14, 15? Yes, probably. I think it was in 65, 66. Probably, yeah, I think so. And then Michel, he he wanted to leave. And he introduced you to Hank. Yeah, uh, I think. Yes, it was an aunt of Michel who lived at Albert Neuhausplein. And he knew, I think... Uh, the neighbors of Hank or, or Hank's mother, I do not know That's exactly. The neighbors. The, the, the I was looking for it because I was standing in front of the house today and I remember the story of Michel uh, watching over the, the schutting, the, the, yeah. the fence. He was called, by the way, Michel Schutte. Michel, Michel oh, Schutte. Yeah. So Michel yeah. Schutting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, and he looked in my room because I had a room at the back. And he saw probably a guitar. That was, and, and they told Hank is also playing guitar. And, and there was the connection. And then he introduced me too to Michiel. Yeah. And I remember then that you came. Uh, and you came with, with your guitar. Or I saw you also in a band. Uh, and then I, and you were looking like Pete Townsend. And you yes, had the English yeah. flag uh, yeah, on, on your guitar. Yeah, 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 but I was true. really impressed. I thought, that's really a professional. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Hank and I, Julie, made an appointment at the Amstel station, yeah. at the railway station. Uh, and uh, we didn't know each other. No. And, uh, so we, we're from all different parts of the city. Rob, Rob and myself uh, grew up in, in, in Amsterdam West, in the western part, and Hank grew up in the Watergasmeer, the eastern part. And east is east, east and west. west, yeah, is yeah, west. That's it. But in this case, the train did meet, and uh, actually at the Amstel station. 
So uh, Hank and I made an appointment. We didn't know each other no, from no, Adam. No, uh, no. And, uh, and we started playing in this. Uh, probably it was the, this room of the, my grandfather's yeah. house. And we played white blues because yeah. John Mayo was big and and, and Fleetwood Mac. And Fleetwood Mac. I had that first album of Fleetwood Mac, the one with the dustbin on the cover. Yeah. And uh, Hans Dankaert was the drummer. The drummer. The drummer yeah. yeah. And bass player, we didn't Frank? have one. Niet Frank? I, I don't think we had a bass player. Yeah. I, I'm not yeah. sure. But it was a quartet. Yeah. And we played song like the same wave. Woke up in the dawn and my breakfast in the bed. Ding, 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 ding. It has a kind of break. I never could count it. I couldn't count then. I cannot count now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel the same. Young people bond over the records and songs of the time. Many afternoons and evenings are dedicated to the newest releases. Bob Dylan, The Beatles, The Animals, John Mayle, Sgt. Peppers, The Who Sell Out, Blonde on Blonde, The Notorious Bird Brothers. Friends gather around a turntable, listening, reading the lyrics, scanning the covers for deeper meaning, discussing what they had heard. Your record collection is the highest prized possession for a young person in the 60s and 70s. The record collection is who you are. Uh, well, compared with my, with my peers, I had quite a large record collection, while the others had a, a meager 10 records, <laughs> maybe 15. I had uh, 50 or so when You're I was so 16. You're so right. Yeah. I had quite a few records from... Uh, John Simon, the the band producer, and uh, yeah. uh, who made a, a wonderful album, uh, uh, early Todd Rundgren, uh, some things by Frank Zappa, Lumpy Gravy, uh, Ruben and the Jets, uh, Bee Gees first, uh, and, and the Nick albums, Drake, and all the Nick Drake, of course, later and and uh, most Beatle albums. And you and you all animal albums. Yeah, you yeah. also had this album. Uh, I remember. I know exactly tracks. know what yeah. you want to tell. <laughs> exactly. I will no. not go into detail, but <laughs> I was a big fan of of the animals and Eric Burden, so I had most of the animals and Eric Burden and the animals. Yeah, I, I lent them out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and let's stop, Michiel. I will tell him the story. Here, no. lend me. Yeah, I will now. I have to. I have to come clear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he, he lent me uh, a wonderful Animals album. Which yes. you know, remember Animal which Tracks, one? Yes, huh? Animal Tracks, the second exactly. album. Yeah. So I uh, I played it at home a lot, and for some reason I don't know how come it ended up in a car of my grandfather, but in the back, you know where you normally put. Yeah, exactly where you put your hat, and it just stayed there for a week apparently, and it got just too hot, of course, and it was all. And Michiel kept asking me, uh, can I get the album? No, 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 I like it so much. <laughs> I play it every day. <laughs> But in the end, I just had to come clear and tell him that I uh, and I destroyed the album. That was just, Jesus and he Christ. was very generous. No, oh, he was that's not, always. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, and but the albums were important for the early days of of Midas and the Nits. Uh, because we we got material from them to play. We, from uh, Todrentgen we played We're Gonna Get You a Woman. Uh, yeah. By Red Wing we played Soul Theft. Maybe you remember that one? That one, no. I gave you my last dollar, babe. I put it in your hand. Okay. So that, kind that, of, no? That, no, that, that doesn't From Manassas we played It Doesn't Matter. Yeah, yeah. Fallen yeah. Eagle. Yeah, yeah. From the Everest we tried to play... Uh, Silver Threads and Golden Needles. Uh, so How Come No One? Uh, oh, and yeah. Always It's You. Always It's oh, You. Yeah. Later yeah. we played that at, at that country, uh, the country session. Uh, yeah. session. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, later I, I got a bootleg by the Beatles. And it, as it turns out, they also played uh, So How Come No One. Uh, uh, you can find it on an anthology, I think, of, of Life at the BBC. They, yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, went yeah. exactly the same road, but we didn't know that. We, we just wanted to sing harmony. Yeah, that, that was yeah, what we yeah. tried to do. Yeah, and yeah. there was another important thing: a bond between Hank and myself. We both had the same lousy telefunke turntable. <laughs> the, maybe the, one of the worst ever made at that time. <laughs> yes, Do you remember, I, I remember that you have? I remember. But Hank I, I, had a combi with, with amplifier yeah, and yeah, speakers. Yeah, I had only yeah. the, the turntable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very bad uh, turntable. We, we listened to the, the humble bums and, and Oh yes, Gary uh, Rafferty. Gary Rafferty was... Uh, uh, your father didn't like me anyway. Yeah. Riff uh, raff, uh, rickety raff, see the train go along the track. Yeah, oh, when oh, I grew uh, up, I kind of sweet be... songs. And, yeah. and, yeah. and of course, uh, Fabric Convention. Uh, yeah, Leech and Leaf, very important. Very album, important. Uh, yeah. And that first one, where they sit under that Tiffany lamp. Under the lamp with a different singer, uh, it's, Judy uh, the Dibbles. woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Judy Dibble, they did uh, two Johnny Mitchell songs on that album. That, that's that's how it started, uh, yeah. Chelsea Morning. Oh yeah. And yeah. then then we oh wow what 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 a great song. And then yeah. then you find Johnny Mitchell. Well anyway, it was a library. It was uh, yeah we really listened and I, I heard some of the things for the first time yeah. at your at your for place. Well. Yeah. yeah, and I did some at your the... place. Uh, and and things la- a bit later we listened to uh, uh, Dillard and Clark again uh, country yes. music and even bluegrass music. later uh, we had to do quite a lot of coaxing to pull Rob into her, our orbit because he was playing with different people then. Yeah. They invited me and I had the nerve <laughs> not to take the offer. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 yeah, I remember. And then Michiel insisted and Hank. And then I said, okay, let's try. 
And uh, so I did. Alex came into picture, yeah. who had, I think he had his, his foot in, in plaster. Do you remember oh, that? Yes. <laughs> All yeah. these details, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing details. By that time, you had a proper uh, drum yeah, kit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. Sonar, sonar, I think. a blue one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We wrote songs. We, yeah. we, we did. Hank wrote songs. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I started it. Uh, At that time, and, he was yeah, the only yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 we did did well some concerts. some concerts. Yeah. And we were working on uh, on on on. on Tape recordings, yeah. so to, to, yeah. just to, to yeah. always. Uh, Hank was quite, um, uh, I don't know, what's it called, uh, handy in uh, in recording. Recording, yeah, yeah. yeah before I, that, you I, had I like this, this Aristona where you could record sound on sound, sound yeah. Yeah. but with the eminent, the Dynacord eminent, you could directly put into. Uh, uh, a tape recorder, and then you had four channels. Yeah, four channels. So yeah, you, yeah, it was a kind, could, kind of mixing, mixing deck. deck. Yeah, a kind of uh, four-track uh, with, with the Sony recorder, I presume. Yeah, yeah. The, the famous TC three seven seven. Yeah, well, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, Michiel, stop, please. Yeah. <laughs> no call, please. That, that's yeah. very re- refreshing. Refreshing. Yes. Yeah. But it was very important the the, the equipment. I mean, yeah. really, really. That that was the only way to 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 capture what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise it was gone. And you could could play an afternoon together, but then. So we had to put it on tape. I think we really agreed upon the fact that you you are not a band if you don't show it to the outside. Mm-hmm. If you only play in the attic, that's nice. But that's not a band. A band is is, is only a band when you show it. Also, but it's yeah. also a lot of fun making Absolutely. making tapes, yeah, uh, and, and and doing the sound on sound and try to do uh, so the, 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 in German so we decrossen, yeah, uh, so like like the big ones, yeah. uh, you want to make you do the same thing, but on 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 a, on a very small level, yeah. But it's but it's nice to do. Yeah. It, it, it's the recording was always uh, for me sensational. Yeah. Uh, but you put it on tape and then you listen back and ah, yeah. that, that's and you magic. Could, magic. They take their first steps together. They learn a lot, playing and singing together as a band. Eventually, they start writing their own songs, playing small gigs at birthday parties or at school dances. And the hobby turns into something serious. the abilities of the members. However, it all moves too slowly for the expectations of the four-piece band. Uh, it was just a slow process because there was not much reaction on, on the things that we did. I mean, it was not that we sent our first demos and after half a year we were in the top ten. No, but there were people at, the, at that time the leading music, Dutch music paper called Or Ear. And uh, some uh, some folks there were, were very enthusiastic about our demos. Uh, yeah. 
It was do fair. not know the names, but uh, fair, fair, fair Abrams, fair. Abrams, and other people at Or, and uh, they were very disappointed when when later we signed with uh, Birdor. Yeah, but but they were so slow. They didn't come with, with any uh, mm. uh, realistic uh, proposal. So mm. that's why we went for uh, for Jean Pierre Birdorf. Yeah. Who was not really a, b- a bad person, not really. No. But he was not the person we needed. No, uh, no, no, that's no. true. Different yeah, taste, yeah. you could say. Yeah. But anyway, see, he, uh, talking about him, he managed to have us uh, record singles. And he organized uh, the whole, the Rockfield thing. Yeah. And with yeah. with with uh, the English producer because he was aiming high. He was he was yeah. thinking that that this would be the. Very important band. Yeah, on the all on the strength of the demos, who were rather accomplished and uh, yeah. sounded quite good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jean-Pierre Burdorf gives the Nits a chance at the big time. A first single is recorded in a Dutch studio. Then the band moves to England to finish the recording in Air Studios, the Beatles producer's George Martin's studio. The first song is called Yes or No. Iedere woensdag met Henk Wouwman, Edward Niesing, Lex Tondeur, Anne van Egmond, Ellen Bijl, Hans van Willigenburg, Theo Stokking en Vincent van Engelen. Iedere woensdag, Cairo op drie dag. Met tussen nu en twee uur Hans van Willigenburg en Ellen Bijl vanuit Cairo Studio 2. Dit. De namen van uh, groepen worden steeds wonderlijker. Jullie moeten even uitleggen hoe je aan nits komt. Nou, in de allereerste plaats is het gewoon een naam. En het heeft niet een directe betekenis. Dat betekent kleine, kleine mannetjes. Dat is misschien het enige. Maar ik moet ja, de overeenkomst ontgaat me dan. <laughs> Precies. Maar die is er ook eigenlijk niet. Jullie komen uit Amsterdam. Ja. En hoe lang zijn jullie actief in de muziek? Nou, ongeveer 2,5 jaar, 3 jaar. Goed. Nou, zing nou het lied goed, dan is hij ook heel tevreden, denk ik. Yes. Oh no, listen to me lady, cause I don't wanna know whether it's yes. Oh no, you made a decision, it's a yes or no, yes or no. I get up in the morning, feeling so good. Uh, we were staying in Golders Creek. I remember yes. that, and yeah. I, I, so could, do I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could not sleep that night, and I had the whole song in my head, and I thought, we have to do this, we have to do this, because we are in the air studios, we, and we did something, but anyway, we were mixing the whole thing, and I remember sitting there in the control room, and looking back on my shoulder, there were windows, and you could see Oxford Circus. Yeah, yeah. it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful spot, uh, and, location, and I, uh, and uh, I, I thought, wow. This is the way. Uh, now, now we are here. Yes, and I remember uh, uh, Rob joined us later because he, you came from military service. Yeah, yeah. In those days, I had uh, was a few weeks in the military service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> But I remember being in air. That's for sure. Yeah, I remember. That's very impressive. And there are uh, several versions of yes or no with, uh, without hand claps and yeah, always, always yeah. hand claps. The song attracts some attention. Then follows a second single. The second single fails to ignite the charts. But let us rewind the conversation a bit. Michiel has mentioned that there were people in the music magazine Or who cared for the demos of the Nits. 
one person is central, Fer Abramsen. We meet Fer at the Institute for Belt and Geloid in Hilversum, the National Archive of Picture and Sound in the Netherlands. We have to open the magic box. It's a blue box, and this is part of my physical database. And it's a collection of all kinds of newspaper articles, notes about bands, and uh, small artifacts. And if you put it next to each other, it's a six-meter-long collection. It's part of the Institute of Sound and Vision here in, in Hilversum. And I will pick out the things I got from the NITS. It's quite quite a, a pile, to say the least. Mm-hmm. It looks like it. I mean, there's there's lots of material. Lots there, huh? lots of material. Yeah. So, all right. This is what I got. Let me see. This is dated the 29th of October '76. The group NITS bestaat nu anderhalf jaar en is samengesteld uit de volgende leden, allen uit Amsterdam afkomstig. Henk Hofstede, gitaar, zang en piano. Michiel Peters, gitaar en zang. Rob Kloet, drums en zang. Alex Roelofs, bas en zang. We schrijven zelf de nummers die we in het afgelopen jaar... voor demonstratiedoeleinden hebben opgenomen. We hebben de demo's verzonden naar Negram en Phonogram. De laatste firma heeft daar zeer positief op gereageerd. Ze willen ons graag produceren in de toekomst. Live spelen we naast onze eigen nummers ook een aantal nummers van andere groepen. De muziekstijl van Nits varieert van Britse pop tot Amerikaanse country rock. Met eronder Alex Roelofs, Blankenstraat 17 1 Hoog, Amsterdam 020 25 80 75. Now you've got a record here that is lying on the table and I happen to know that the Nits are on it. And also, also uh, Tom America with his them band. Uh, Keihard and Swingend. And Swingend, thank you very much. Um, how did that come about then? Mm. That came about. Um, um, I did get in contact with the Nits because I was working for a Dutch music magazine called Musikrant Oor. And I was in charge of the, the, the gig list. Every fortnight I called all the booking agencies and asked them what they were going to promote, what they, what kind of shows would be in Holland. The big shows like Yes or Genesis, or those kind of things, but also all the Dutch bands. And of course, uh, those people at the, the Dutch uh, band's booking offices, they wanted more publicity, they want more writing about Dutch bands in the Musikrant Oor. And so I heard a lot about the infrastructure of the Dutch music business. So we talked about that and we thought it would be a good idea to present all kinds of Dutch bands, most promising bands, in front of uh, uh, venue owners and to tell them you have to book those kind of bands because they are interesting, important, uh, fascinating to see, whatever. So we started the eerste Nederlandse groepenpresentatie. And because I was interested in all those bands, I received a lot of demo tapes. Mm-hmm. And one of them was uh, by the Nits. 
And uh, um, I really liked that. And uh, uh, Jan Maarten de Winter, the, the editor-in-chief of Musicrontor, liked it too. So we asked them to perform at this very first showcase presented by Orr. And then you put out this album. And that is of, that's of an... two years later already. Mm-hmm. And Keihard and Swingert, that was a showcase of uh, all the bands who had a, more or less an energetic image. And, and some were really related to, to punk and new wave, that's for sure. The majority. <laughs> So, the Nits, the, the first time that they were on a record, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I think, so. I think yes or no. No, yeah, correct. Yes or no was not a, a release yet. There was a lot of press too about those the, the, the Kaihard and Swingend and oh yeah, I found out that marketing is an important thing. If you if you do something important, and I thought that was important, it was a signal of the, of music that uh, um, at that time really happened. Mm. There was even an article about Kaihard and Swingend in Melody Maker. In Melody Maker, yeah, yeah. Colin Urban, on the 13th of May, 1978. He's still writing about yeah. uh, uh, music in uh, in England, and um, he interviewed me for about uh, about the Dutch pop scene in uh, in, in Holland, and uh, of course I mentioned, I mean Kajert and Swinger because we had just recorded that. It's a really friendly uh, article, mm-hmm. uh, and and what it says here is. Um, The place to go in Rotterdam is a deceptively dingy exit club, which, behind a depressing, gloomy exterior, turns out to be a veritable hive of new wave. They give the Nits a generous reception, largely deserved for the simple appeal of their music, and go mad when the main band, Sweet De Buster, come on. Now, Sweet De Buster, wasn't that Robert Jan? Yeah, he was in Sweet De Buster as well, yeah. Yeah, there you go. He he was a very experienced uh, musician at that time already. And for some reason, he was interested in in being a producer, and he heard a lot of potential uh, in the band. Yeah. Oh, this is a small letter by Michiel, who writes me. Hier de cassette met nieuwe eigen opname die we je al zo lang beloofd hebben. Het gaat uitstekend met de niets. De, de nieuwe single komt over een week uit. De nieuwe LP komt 23 november in december. Dit is in 1979. Misschien valt er iets te regelen voor een artikeltje in oor. It was a young, hopeful band. Yep. Then came that first single, yes, yes, yes or, or no. no. And then comes that first album. Yeah. Um, it's a super thing, of course. Uh, uh, the, the record didn't come out when it was finished. Yes. It took it almost a year to, uh, to, to release it. And, Do you remember, um, did you write anything about that? Or? I, well, I can check that out. Oh yeah, I, um, I wrote the the, the uh, 
record uh, recession, and I wrote an article about them. Yeah, that's true. We'll translate it. The power of the Nitz songs is that it's uh, it has got their long longevity. That that it's it's and they're not outdated because and of course I say that because it's already a year old. And I mentioned a few uh, titles. Uh, Inspired by Mercy Beat, I, I mentioned Tennessee and Steely Dan. Um, I tried to, to uh, uh, describe the specific knit sound. The voice like a boy from uh, Hank Hofstede, the backing vocals by f f the whole band. Um, this is remarkably original in comparison with other Dutch bands. And f this is a great effort. Voorwaar een uitstekende prestatie. Zo is een very good record. thing of course was that being that it, it didn't really succeed they still gave us the opportunity to make the album yeah i mean no, normally spoken you could say uh, no big hit single bye bye but they still yeah. managed you mean or, the very first album yeah yeah very yeah. First, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely and yeah, and yeah. and not in a cheap place not in a cheap no, place no. No. we went to wales we went to the the rockfield, rockfield studio yeah. uh, where dave Edmonds played where Later, we found out the Queen recorded, and 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 yeah. and, and it, it's 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 really a famous place, uh, but it's a farmhouse and, and and the studio inside, and we worked there with this English producer, and uh, Alan and David, Alan David, and it, it 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 was nice to be there, but but uh, in the in the end, the results were not. If you compare it with the demos, well, that's horrible yeah. to say, yeah. but it's true. For all the expense and the effort put into it, it was a bit disappointing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To, to say it, put it mildly. Yeah, and, mildly. Yeah. If we could have worked on that first album like we worked on Tent at Artie Sound, when yeah. we could do what we wanted to do with art engineering, because Robert Jan had, had his obligations uh, building up Transistor, 
we had a very good time. I, I firmly believe if we could have done the first album that way, it would have been much, much better. Much better. And yes. more, more balanced in its um, uh, composition as a whole. Yeah. yeah. No. But what went wrong there? Were you nervous because you were in England? Or no. you were not nervous at no. all? Maybe you not. I was. Because <laughs> I was very impressed by the whole situation. Yes, but but it, it it was not not I mean it was not feeling bad or so. No 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 no. There were no bad vibes. No no no. no. David was a pleasant person, uh, yeah. very uh, very good sense of humor, very funny, and Mike Pila was was all right too. All right. Too. Oh yeah, he was very yeah. very nice guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it I mean not nervousness maybe only for you, but but inexperience in the studio, also. so you also yeah. you yes. hand over responsibility oh, to someone of else. Of course. Yeah, and you have to do what they ask. So if somebody says, uh, put a piece of tape on your drum set until it sounds like cardboard, that's what you do. <laughs> so, yeah, here you go. And that's to me, that made a really big impression. You know, oh, well, they probably know, and it will all be okay. But in the end... In the end... It didn't. <laughs> not not, not that much. Not uh, that it, much. It, it could have been... Michiel yeah. is perfectly right. Yeah. It could have been a lot better. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, with yeah. the material that we had, and sure. also with the experience that we already had. Uh, but we were kind of... Yeah, we oh, maybe also impressed, maybe, by, by being uh, in another country with a, with a yeah. producer, with everything around us. And in, in my, that's my personal opinion. Uh, he was biased. Some, some ideas or some songs he liked, and he put very much effort into it. And others he obviously did not like at all, or only a little bit, and they were discarded along yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah. And I think the album could have been more uh, varied if the other songs had been given uh, uh, equal opportunity, uh, some more attention. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. He was more a ballad band, also. Yeah, uh, when it was a ballad. One song, <laughs> one song of mine that made the album uh, was "Susan, My Love," and I, <laughs> I think it's total crap. Yeah, it has a nice melody, but, but <laughs> Susan, My Gloves. Yeah, Susan, <laughs> Gloves. He called it Gloves. Susan, that, Gloves. That, but yeah, but exactly, that, that yeah. one, yeah. one of few of mine who made the album, that got endless attention. En ik dacht van, man schiet nou eens op. Uh, ja, ja. Ken je wel eens? Ja, ik herinner dat, ja. Dat is een pity. Ja, ja. Ja, maar dat is een sign. Dan, dan, dan. He's, he's going the wrong way and you cannot stop it anymore. That, in, in retrospect, you could maybe say, he just lost it. He didn't come up with a, re- a real defined idea about what he wanted what to do. What were. Yeah, what he wanted to, to do with the band. And he just started off. When everybody's leaving No one could see That you just went 